nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry free. Hi, I'm Jack LeBrock. Hi, I'm David Reynolds. You're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars. Tony Whitlock here and Craig Ravel. And we've spent some time this week looking at the new appointment of a CEO who's been in the job in a caretaker role who's been with supercars for getting on towards 25 years involvement, a man called Shane Howard, who is now the CEO of the newly formatted, newly owned supercars business. And over a period of some years, both myself and Craig Ravel have interviewed Shane in his various roles in the job, when he was just events manager, uh, when he was caretaking, and both pre and post Archer's involvement. And of course, now very much a new ownership package in Farley. He's been with Supercars since the days of Avesco and Tony Cochran and Wayne Caddick, all the way through various different men in the role as CEO. And now we'll take you through the background of Shane Howard. And we start with Shane Howard. In 2008, we sat down and spoke to him about his background and where he got his love of motor racing from. Yeah, um, born into a motorsport family. Um, my father raced sports cars. Um, you know, I remember you know, going to race meetings in the, um, in the Valiant station wagon, you know, with my brother in the bassinet in the back and the, you know, the back of the wagon loaded up with tyres and things. And, um, you know, back, going back to, uh, uh, I went, attended the, the first, or the last two Longfords, um, so I'm showing my age. Um, but that was, they were great, great days, you know, and uh, great camaraderie and, um, you know, the friendships that are struck. Um, that my father, he, you know, he was racing with uh, Ross Ambrose and um, John Goss and all those, you know, sports cars were a pretty big deal back then. And, uh, and then he, uh, so, so he, had a, he raced a, a car called the um, Melita Monza, which was an old special um, uh, and as you know, the specials were, were, were you know, bits and pieces dragged from everywhere to form a, a car. So he raced that. It was a very interesting car. He then had a Lola Climax uh, sports car, which is a beautiful little car. And so then, um, as soon as I was old enough to drive, um, you know, we were in, he uh, put me into a Formula 3. And, um, you know, I raced that for a while in Formula 2. And then... Um, I even had a bit of a dabble with sidecars and things, but uh, must have been uh, crazy. But um, yeah, so it's 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 in my it's in my blood. Um, you know, I absolutely love it. And to uh, now have the role that I have, um, you know, I couldn't be happier. Um, so I, I was, um, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just got to pinch yourself. And so yeah, uh, with 20 years, I've been sort of involved. You know, from you know really. Um, got involved with Indy in the early years um, in, on the engineering side and, and um, 
uh, John Howe was with Weather at Howe. He brought me on board and I looked after the um, project management of, of that venue for 13, 13 years. And, uh, and then Tony brought me across um, into uh, Supercar, which I've been there for about seven years. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's been a great, a, a great, some great experiences and uh, some, you know, some great people. So, um, yeah, I'm very happy with you know, my current position. Do you think that having that grounding, having been brought up in a motor racing family and, and progressing through as you did, gives you a better appreciation when you have to make decisions and you have to... Do you think about the legacy of motorsport in Australia as you're making your decisions and trying to make sure that you are able to bring other people back to the reality of the motorsport business? Uh, to be honest, I just think it gives you good grounding, you know. I mean, the, the people in our championship, uh, you know, world's best practice in, you know, in, in our teams and our sport. And, uh, you know, we've got, uh, you know, people like Mark Scaife now as an independent on the board. Um, his knowledge and experience and, uh, you know, you look at the, our team owners, you know, uh, that have been in there for, you know, they've been there for years and years. You know, I, I remember watching uh, Gary Rogers race and, and that uh, at places like Baskerville and um, they've just got, you know, so much experience at a high level. Um, so, you know, uh, it's good, you know, that, they've got great vision um, for it and on there to, um, you know, to help them deliver that, that, that vision. At that time, Shane Howard was stepping up from being in charge of supercar events to taking on the chief operating officer role. And the responsibilities that go with it were quite a big increase. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I couldn't be happier. You know, um, uh, Tony uh, and, the, and the board um, uh, made that appointment at the last board meeting and you know, um, I, I think it's great to, uh, you know, to be, you know, I've been with the company now seven years and, um, you know, to be uh, rewarded with that position, I, um, you know, I'm over the moon. Obviously, you had a big job to start with with Fair Supercar Events. How do you look after what you were working on with events and then take on the responsibility of the rest of the operations? Yeah, um, I've still got a very strong focus on events. Um, you know, particularly uh, you know this year with um, with obviously Townsville and two new street races and and, and Sydney, um, and and this event at Sandown. So um, very very strong focus on events. Um, so, but, but what we've done, um, you know, we've uh, appointed um, satellite management in Townsville, uh, Victoria and uh, in Sydney and um, you know we um, head office is where the core group of the uh, events department um, works from to support those those separate managers and um, uh, Andrew Stone um, is you know, my two IC he's been with me for a long time now and um, you know he's really um, you know stepping up and uh, is you know uh, great support for all those management managers and um, yeah so I think we've got a very strong management structure that's coming together um, with you know surround yourself with great people and um, you know you'll put together good events and um, you know our um, the structure that we've got in place will en enable us to deliver those quality events go you know going forward. Now at Sandown you've launched the uh 
Phillip Island, LNH Hanson, two by four uh, supports with the superbikes coming on board. And uh, when you're working on something for, you said 2003, so when you're working on something for six years, it must be a bit of a relief as much as excitement to get it finished. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's exactly right. From 2003, I remember sitting in, uh, in one of the meeting rooms in the airport and we met with uh, David White from Motorcycling Australia, Terry O'Neill, the then promoter of uh, superbikes, and the manufacturers. And, um, uh, you know, I tabled the idea with them and, um, you know, it's taken up until now um, to get it across the line. They're not easy to get up, but, um, you know, Everyone's got to have the will to make it happen. If you can do that, you can overcome you know, most things. So um, we've got one of the world's best circuits, you know, uh, the LNH 500, great format. We're in, we're in um, you know, at that venue for the next 10 years. We've got a great working relationship with uh, Fergus Cameron and, uh, and the Foxes, particularly Andrew Fox. And uh, what they've done with that venue in, in, you know, from when they've taken it over, it is absolutely one of the world's great uh, motor racing precincts. So looking at that and our long-term future to put superbikes on, on our card, I think is just going to add great value for the fans. And that's, that's what our total focus is. You know, uh, uh, you know when we, every decision we make should be how, how's it going to affect the fan? Uh, is it going to affect, give the fan better value for money? And, uh, and that's, that's what we're trying to do. Um, we, we really want, want to build um, the LNH 500 up, up now that it's got a home, a permanent home, um, for the next 10 years as the precursor to Bathurst. And uh, we'll develop that. And we, you know, we're, we're not afraid to try things out, outside, look at things outside the square um, to really you know, give a more you know, a motor racing festival. And we're doing that in Sydney in particular with, um, you know, with our concert series that on the uh, Friday and the Saturday night, which we're looking to uh, launch very soon. Um, and, you know, it's all about, as I said, it's all about the entertainment. With an event like this at Sandown, it's your first year of running this event. And with the history of Sandown, with the traditions of Sandown, this lends itself to becoming a, a huge focus of a historic support with the V8 supercars, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, Sandown's um, a fantastic uh, little venue and it's unique because, um, you know, you don't really get these sort of venues so close to town anymore. Um, and to be able to have that, and it's got the rail connection, it's got a lot of things going for it, um, it, 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 it needs some work. It needs some, some money spent on it. Um, which we're working with the MRC, and if they can get those upgrades in place, then Sandown will have a, a, a long future uh, with us. You know, the, one of the upgrades that we've, we've needs to happen is, um, in particular, is um, getting um, the paddock right. Uh, currently, there's some uh, issues with workplace health and safety um, that we can't let people in behind the paddock so it needs some you know civil engineering works to occur to be able to get people back in and um, that's what we need to do because you know our sport's all about the fans you know touching and feeling the sport we're not formula one it's not a sterile environment where you know only the privileged few get into the paddock we're about getting our fans into the paddock and um, you know when you look at um, uh, coming off Townsville, the amount of people that pre-purchased 
tickets for the paddock there was um, unbelievable. And, and that shows how important that is. So to come to a venue where that can't occur, um, I've got, we've got a problem with it. So, um, but we're working with the MRC. They are being very proactive. Um, look, they're looking to um, secure the funding uh, and uh, get their board approval and um, for the upgrades. And if they can do that, then you know, we're happy to um, stay here you know, and, and have a long future here. Is locking circuits in for the 10-year period like you've done with Phillip Island, like you've got contracts in place with Clipsall and with, with Darwin and all those places, how critical is that to the operation of V8 Supercars so you can start building events and building uh, a bit like the NASCAR? You know you go to Daytona every February. You know you go to Indianapolis every August or last week of July, early week of August. How, how important is that? those sort of key milestones so every event then can have its prestige even if it's a part of a championship. Yeah, I think it is very important and it's something that we're um, certainly attuned to um, because people, um, you know, if you, tradition, tradition in sport is, is very important. Um, you know, it's like Bathurst, you know when it's on, uh, every year it's on the same date and, and, and people can book, you know, book and schedule their holidays and you know, their family activities around that. Um, Clipsal, you know, uh, uh, those, those sorts of dates, people need to be able to, um, you know, to plan when, what events they're going to do. And, um, so yeah, I think to have uh, you know, events locked down, um, so people know what time of the year they're on, and, and it's all getting these events. You know, it's all about getting, trying to get them some rhythm in when they occur, um, and it's and of course getting them in the right weather patterns and those sorts of things. Because you know, uh, and that's why you know uh, Townsville, you know that date of having it that time of the year with the great weather patterns, um, you know, timed with school holidays and and that sort of thing that. That just um, helps, you know, helps everybody to um, to be able to attend the event. Shane Howard has been twice the interim CEO for Supercars. We spoke to him in 2011 after his second turn at the wheel. Well, Shane Howard, uh, your second go as acting CEO. How did you enjoy this turn? Uh, yeah, no, I was, um, you know, I was really uh, happy that the board had the confidence in in me to. Uh, yeah, fulfil that role, um, and very busy time, obviously. Uh, as you know, uh, we, we have a lot of events in the tail end of the year, so uh, working through that, but it, you know, I've been very happy with it, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a, a, a rest of Christmas. You've now been the CEO in two different uh, eras of V8 supercars, the, the uh, older model and now under the Archer Capital model. Did you notice a big difference in the way the business was being run in both those periods? Uh, yes, there is a difference, definitely. Um, Arch Capital um, have uh, a lot more process um, and they're very strategic. Um, you know, there's been some significant changes in regard to uh, the, the, the commission, uh, which has taken uh, the load off the board, where the commission's dealing with the motorsport um, areas of the business allows the board to think more strategically and have a bigger, uh, more focused uh, on, on those those areas of growth and uh, of the business, um, and uh, you know stronger govern governance. Um, but uh, yeah, I think um, 
you know, they've really, you know, the, 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 their presence is, um, is, is really um, got everybody focused and, and, and on, on the game. Your time as CEO for that period, what were you able to take out of that to be able to, one, support Martin and, two, be able to make your operation work uh, a lot more holistically and a lot more smoothly? Yeah, well, the, the CEO position, um, you know, you're, you're, you're fully in charge of the, uh, of the operating budgets and obviously uh, at, at that time a lot happening with Car of the Future, you know, uh, and uh, looking, for, looking through to the future of where V8 Supercar is going you know, in, in the next five years and beyond. Um, so, you know, you're across every aspect, the, the marketing, the sales, um, with a full focus on the budget and the returns to the teams, and of course, um, you know, looking at you know what the fans want and uh, trying to deliver that to the to to the fans at events and and also um, through the through the media and uh, and TV. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of um, departments to cover, and we've got now over 50 full-time staff. So. Um, yeah, it's a it, it's a machine now. It really is, and uh, and, and there's a you know, a lot of um, opportunities um, there, and um, you know, really to um, look. We've done so many things so well over the years, um, and V8 Supercar at the moment, I think, has got its strongest group of, of managers um, in there. We've got the the um, as a series, we're operating very well, um, but there's a lot of new opportunities there. So you, you know, running, you know, running the ship, but also trying to look for for the new opportunities. Some of the events that Shane Howard was responsible for was the Townsville Street Race and the Sydney Olympic Park Circuit. In year three, we got his thoughts of the Sydney 500. I can imagine we're here at Sydney talking and uh, once again the, the Friday crowd, I haven't heard a figure but it seems very healthy on the back of uh, the first two years. Yeah, yeah, no I haven't, don't have the official numbers in, in, in front of me but um, yeah there was a really good crowd there today. I think we had something like um, 5,000 uh, kids here today which is just absolutely fantastic for the community and out here in Western Sydney. And it was just a, you know, everyone having a lot of fun. Um, no, no problems. It's been very smooth. Um, hardly, you know, hardly any calls over the uh, radio. You know where you've got a quality event on your hands when the radios aren't going berserk. Um, so, you know, we're very happy today with today's attendance. We're pretty lucky with the weather. Um, you know, the car shows and just, you know, you look at the el different elements of this event to have, you know, like a thousand of some of the best cars that you'll ever see on display. Um, we've got the Telstra Road to Tamworth. We had seven sports teams activating here with kids to get in interactive. We've got Disney. We've got, you know, the uh, dance bands tonight well, with uh, Bliss and Esso headlining tonight. Um, and then, of course, tomorrow night, uh, the big one with um, you know, uh, uh, James Rain, Noiseworks, uh, John John Farnham, and, and then Hunters and Collectors uh, playing. So, I mean, that's just an unbelievable lineup of entertainment that's over and above included in your price of what is just one of the greatest motorsport products um, that you've ever seen. 
one thing that's uh, fascinated me about this race meeting, and I said it to you two years ago now, but it was highlighted, and you've, you've mentioned it yourself, it was highlighted to me today when I walked in. Two years ago you said to me, Greater Western Sydney jumped at the chance of being in the family zone, and only the roosters turned up from any other code that you invited. Today I walked through, Greater Western Sydney's there, the Wallabies and the ARU is there, Rugby League, the Swifts Netball. They've all worked out what this event can do with them and that partnership can do. Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a very uh, large-scale event. Any country in the world would uh, you know, like to have this uh, event in their backyard. It's um, generating fantastic economic benefit. Last year it, it had um, in excess of 17,000 interstate visitors coming here and 2,000 internationals. I mean, th- these are big numbers. And uh, it's just world-class, world's best practice. And uh, just a, a great place, no trouble. Um, it's, it's just a fantastic experience. You couple that with last year's race, which is seriously, I'm just talking to you now, I just got goosebumps on my, you know, down, down my arms. It was one of the most exciting th- races you would ever see in your life. Um, and I was listening to the commentary this morning when uh, Mark Scaife and uh, Neil Crompton went out in those in the two new Car of the Future cars and gave them a bit of a test around here, and they were communicating across the radios. And, and of course, Neil hadn't been uh, hasn't run on this circuit, and uh, he was describing the car, how good the car was, and then he just you know he says, "This has got to be one of the greatest race circuits I've ever been on." He says, "It's just absolutely brilliant." Um, and it is. It's got so much character. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's bumpy. There's off cambers. And the one thing I can guarantee with this, is there will be drama. International racing is back on the supercars agenda. And we spoke to Shane Howard 10 years ago now about New Zealand, Hamilton falling over and supercars having to step in there and what their plans were with the international model moving forward. Um, it's, it's not our plan to be uh, promoters uh, overseas. Um, the tyranny of distance makes it very, very difficult. Um, we stepped in as the promoter for New Zealand um, when uh, the private promoter there with, uh, with partnership uh, with Dean Calvert and Steve Valletta um, had, uh, you know, they had financial difficulties and uh, couldn't con- uh, continue with that with their agreement with the Hamilton City Council. And um, given that the Hamilton City Council had really come out and supported that event and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, invested in the event, um, we saw it as we're not fair weather friends. Um, you know, even though it wasn't our responsibility, we were there as, you know, the act being uh, under a sanction agreement to go there. Um, we de- made a decision that um, to support the fan base, we've got a very loyal fa- fan base over there, support the Hamilton City Council, that we would um, in- invest in that event as the promoter. Very difficult to do um, the, remotely from Australia. We do have a team over there, but it's still uh, difficult. That said, it was a fantastic, well-run event. Um, yeah, unfortunately, the New Zealand economy is um, you know, in very, very tough times over there. I believe it is improving. It's fantastic to see John Keyes re-elected um, in that country. I, I think he's a quality uh, prime minister, and uh, I think that country will, will progress and move forward. Um, we would, it's certainly our intent 
to always um, support the fan base over there. But at this point in time, we don't have a secured option. How how much of your or how much of Martin's time has been trying to secure that New Zealand option? Because he is working very hard on so many options. Yeah, Martin really hasn't been working on the New Zealand option. Um, he's really been focused. Um, on, on, in other areas and he's spending an enormous amount of time out of the country. Um, we have a, a large degree of interest from a, a number of countries at very exciting times um, now with the option, uh, now with, with our ability under the new FIA sanction to, uh, to be able to uh, increase uh, our international races by six. Um, so he's working very hard on that. That is a full-time um, full-time gig at the moment so we haven't seen much of Martin he's, uh, he's either on a plane or another country. In 2009 Shane Howard talked to us about the holistic approach that they were taking towards supercar events Yeah well we, we um, really want to give the fan the, the best experience possible and that um, is trying to get at every event um, a, a an, you know, an acceptable standard, so there's not a variant from when you go to a, uh, you know, from one race to the the other, you get the you know, same standard of toilets and amenities and and you know big screen viewings. You have the opportunities of, you know, the grand different very grandstands and those sorts of things. So it's all about giving the fan a great experience at the event. We're looking at to to, to do things for families, and we've always had the initiative there of um, children 12 and under free to make it affordable for families. We're trying to keep it, um, you know, the price structure right. Um, and that's difficult. You know, that is a difficult thing to do because when you look at these events cost a lot of money to put on and so, to, you know, we've got to make them... They've got to be profitable at the end of the day, but we've tried got to try and give the you know, families and that the, the lowest cost for the best day's entertainment. And, um, you know, that's, that's a difficult task, but I think we, we're getting there. Um, of course, all events are different. Um, they all have a different personality. A Winton's are very different um, to a, to a uh, Sydney. But we still expect to have, when the, a family goes there, that they, you know, they, they have the comfort of, um, you know, of good facilities. It seems that uh, now that you've got your benchmark street races on board, the focus is turning to getting the permanent circuits up to speed, which some of them are uh, 1970s models in a lot of areas. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, we're here at uh, Phillip Island uh, International Circuit today, and this is a world-class circuit. And um, since the, the Foxes have taken ownership of this circuit, they're reinvesting in it. There's always, every time we come here, there's capital upgrades. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it is a world-class circuit recognised all over the world. Um, the, a lot of the smaller circuits and that are, that are operated by uh, car clubs, etc., don't have... Um, you know, big amounts of money for for capital uh, expenditure. So we've got to try and help them through our sport and put the uh, the attention to them and and see if we can assist them um, through governments etc. to try and get those circuits upgraded. Um, some of the circuits, as you say, are um, you know, have fallen behind in 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 some areas, 
Um, and, uh, and it's hard then when that happens because it takes a big chunk of change to sort of get it up to where a modern, you know, uh, international style racing track should be. So, um, you know, it's our intention to work with those promoters, work with governments, work with CAMS to ensure that, you know, first of all, um, that the circuits uh, have the best safety, uh, the latest safety upgrades um, for the drivers and competitors and also the spectators. And thank you for joining us on Inside Supercars. We hope you've enjoyed this insight into a man who obviously is now leading the role as the CEO of Supercars. Supercars Australia, a business that may well be going offshore again soon, not just New Zealand, Portugal, and Hampton Downs, but on a wider stage. So thank you again for joining us on Inside Supercars. Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.